Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Business Line Context, the show where we get you the stories behind the news. The winter session of the parliament has just begun, but there may not be enough journalists to get you the stories of the proceedings. The government has decided not to relax the restrictions on journalists uh, uh, placed in the wake of the COVID pandemic in 2020. Now, when public places, malls and theatres have fully opened up, does it make sense to keep the temple of democracy a closed shop? Under the current rules, journalists uh, do not have access to media galleries in the Lok Sabha, Rajya Sabha and the Central Hall of the Parliament. This has triggered protests from journalists. In an open letter to politicians, the Press Club of India wrote, we are concerned that there is a depressing trend emerging to isolate parliament and parliamentarians from the media gaze. A large section of India's citizens seem to have been convinced into thinking that covering the parliament is a privilege with perks that the media doesn't deserve. The proceedings are anyway shown live on TV, so why do we need an intermediary, they ask. Is it really a privilege? And what indeed is the impact of restricted media access? Is it a big deal for the quality of a country's democracy? I'm joined on the show by Purnima Joshi, Business Line's political editor at Delhi Bureau Chief. Welcome, Purnima. Hi, Vivek. Purnima, how long have you been covering parliament? When was the first time you went in as a reporter? Well, we're talking about uh, the last decade. Then it's almost been uh, 20 years. Uh, since I've been covering parliament. This has been an unusual time where uh, none of us have been uh, allowed into uh, press galleries, none of, none of us have been allowed to cover looks about Rajya Sabha proceedings live. And uh, this is, uh, I mean, in fact, just now uh, uh, at the press club, journalists, senior journalists, editors had gathered there to protest. Uh, they were standing outside with their placards and their banners. Uh, they've been, as the Editor's Guild ha, has uh, requested uh, Parliament uh, Secretariat and the uh, uh, presiding officers to allow access. Because this is uh, covering live proceedings is not like covering Parliament where uh, reporters get to interact with those who are dealing with the uh, legislations. They get to, get to uh, read the legislations and peruse them uh, and also uh, examine the various contours of the arguments uh, for and against uh, a particular legislation. So it's very, very important for media to be part of, of the process of making law, where, uh, especially at a time like this, when uh, we have a majority government, which is pushing laws through ordinances, uh, which, has be, which has been structured by the Supreme Court, but uh, that has not stopped this uh, practice of bringing in ordinances and then pushing them through both houses of parliament as the legislations. And uh, this is uh, taking away credibility of this institution. Mm-hmm. And I see disallowing media as part of that process of denigrating parliament, of taking away the institutional credibility of parliament, and uh, reducing it to a mere rubber stamp, where you push in all sorts of legislations without any proper scrutiny, not just by parliamentarians and the parliamentary standing committees, but also throw open issues for debates by by careful scrutiny by media. We are, after all, the fourth pillar of democratic functioning in India. 
for those who may not know, how does the system of covering parliament work? And what are the restrictions of today? How different are they from normal business? Yeah, well, on a routine basis, we have at least two, three correspondents in each of the house, each media house, where the day's proceedings would be would be watched very carefully because it's not just the legislative business of the house. There are various issues of importance that are raised during the zero hour by MPs. Uh, they mention their issues uh, of various constituencies that, that we haven't heard, heard about. They're after all people's representatives. So that happens usually in the morning hours. There is question hour in which every ministry is asked to reply to the questions. There you get a lot of information about what is going on in the government and whether the government is asked to answer on the floor of the house. Parliament is an oversight mechanism. So we uh, so that is covered very carefully. Uh, apart from that, we are also privy to processes that happen <coughs> outside of the houses. Uh, for instance, a, a legislation is introduced by the government. Before introducing the legislation, the business advisory committee of the houses, they meet and they discuss. In that, they are, all party representations are there. They discuss the business of the house and this and decide on uh, what how much debate is going to be allowed. What are the hours that would be selected? And they would agree to even the opposition would agree to say, okay, this this we don't agree with, so we'll walk out. This we'll agree with. This is how much protest we will do. So what happens on the floor of the house is also coordinated. It's uh, if there is opposition to a bill they would agree on how much time would be allocated to that kind of opposition and protest. And then debate would be allowed. So all these negotiations are then monitored also. We are also a level of uh, monitoring of these processes, which are very important. Because if a legislation is passed on the floor of the house, for instance, this time, we don't yet know, but the data protection bill has been scrutinized by the Parliamentary Select Committee. And they're supposed to have submitted their report to Parliament. Now we hear that that the chairman of the committee is seeking additional time for further scrutiny of this bill. That is a very, very critical bill because that is about my protection as a citizen, my data protection, both by the big corporations and also by the government. Because if you remember, WhatsApp had issued an advisory, a new privacy policy earlier this year in February, where, where they said personal data would be mined by Facebook of the users. And if you don't agree to it, you can opt out of WhatsApp. That was objected to, obviously, WhatsApp later went on to say that we have withdrawn that policy and you can be part of WhatsApp without agreeing to them. But that was very clever because 90% of the users, do you as a, as a user always look at the notification that you press OK to? You don't. So most of the WhatsApp users have already, already graduated to the new privacy policy. Now, these kind of clever machinations happen by, by various corporations and our data is subject to commercial use. Now, we are, India is one of the countries where you don't have data protection security. And this has been demanded by us, by people, by people who are working in uh, activists who are, who are there on the field. We are, as media people, are conscious of it. Government, on the other hand, has been deliberating over it because government also mines data. And uh, Supreme Court has, has recently held that uh, in Putaswami that privacy is a fundamental right. Now, fundamental rights of the citizens are principally ex uh, exercised against the state because state is the biggest violator of fundamental rights. So if privacy is a fundamental right, and we here in the select committee that government has sought 
all sorts of exemptions against against the provisions of fundamental so the government can breach privacy on the basis of various uh, arguments security national security law and order and so on now i would like to know how much parliamentary oversight there is on those kind of exemptions i would like to know as a citizen i'm not i'm not talking about as a journalist but as a citizen i should know whether i'm being snooped on or not what sort of oversight there is especially in the light of what happened during the pegasus debate whether i'm being snooped on by the state now this is a very critical legislation we should know all contours of it now we don't have access to it we are not being allowed inside the house we are not being allowed to interact But Purnima, let me ask you more pointedly: by your physical presence inside the parliament and with access to uh, the press galleries in uh, Lok Sabha, Rajya Sabha, and the Central Hall, how is the quality of this information going to be better as opposed to you watching it on TV? Most certainly, it would be better because then we would get to interact with whoever has a view on, for instance, this particular legislation. Now. uh we know for a fact that that uh, a lot of the mps had uh, given dissent notes on uh, on what the government has proposed in the data protection bill now i would like to talk to these mps in detail about what they really you know if there are people like jairam ramesh manish tiwari all of them are are members of this select committee we would like to know from them what exactly they've given their dissent notes but what exactly their objections are and how the government is reacting to it it's very very important for us to know why the government is objecting to certain provisions in the bill and 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 what on what basis are exemptions being sought now we are given to understand that the government is not even agreeing to a written order uh, seeking exemption from the, from the act now i would like to know even from the government and from the chairman of the of the select committee why why is this exemption being allowed to the government without a without a written order are they going to be allowed to have exemptions from data protection bill now all these questions will be answered when you are face to face and there are physical interactions first of all information is not very forthcoming in the this government where everything has become very centralized so various ministries don't talk officials don't talk on the phone parliament was one forum where people's representatives at least were frank we used to have access to people who would talk freely now this is not about some vicarious pleasure this is about the business of the house and on that there are various views now a law has to be examined in through parliamentary processes obviously even those are being undermined considering how many bills are not being sent to parliamentary standing committees you know uh, so uh, parliamentary processes aside if there is enough discourse about it in the media then it would be difficult for a government to to fight against that discourse democracy works by pressure from be, from below as we've seen uh, in the case of farm laws there was no debate on it they brought the bills as ordinances then they pushed it in in parliament and they they passed them and now they are having to reverse those laws obviously because even after passage of the bills this is not the only process in 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 a in a functioning parliamentary democracy if people don't want something they would object to it and now you've had a situation for one year you've had delhi borders being laid to siege uh, by farmers who've been sitting there for one year and you had to recall the laws now if this debate had taken properly in the on the floor of the house this would not have come to pass mm-hmm. this is what i'm talking about
Unima, you're essentially saying that your ability as a journalist, you know, <clears throat> to buttonhole several people's representative in a place and ask them probing questions is higher if you have access to parliament. Very, very obviously. Uh, there is clarity. There is also, there is a better understanding of how exactly systems are functioning. Now, democratic system functioning should be transparent in a functioning democracy. Just playing the devil, devil's advocate, Purima, what prevents us as journalists from contacting members on the select committee individually after the house hours, you know, in their offices and going there and talking to them about the issue then? No, you see, it's not a question of preventing us. It's a question of having them both in one place. And, you know, to run after individual members, especially the ruling dispensation, the officials, there are also ministries, bureaucrats, everybody is present in the, in, in the house. So when you have access, then you, you can immediately question them. You know, you know, you're standing there, you know, the kind of negotiations that are going on between the opposition and the, uh, uh, and the government. You know, for instance, 2008, when uh, the trust vote trust vote against uh, the UPA took place. The whole business of uh, this cash for votes, uh, this was all being followed very minutely by the government. If we were not there, we would not, not have known that, uh, that how, how those, uh, those uh, MPs were bribed into asking questions in parliament. That scam would not have come to light. We would not have known the kind of negotiations that were going on between the left parties and the BJP at that point to, to expose that of scams. So, it's important for the media to be there and present there to watch these proceedings and to report them for the larger benefit of the people. I mean, news by its very nature is, is public interest. What is considered news, what is journalism, is whatever is in public interest. We are not, we are not there for vicarious interest or, or uh, wetting people's appetite for infotainment. This is all public interest. It's not a privilege or a perk. I mean, um, I, I don't think you're given that any special treatment inside uh, the parliament as, as a journalist, which people seem to have a mistaken matter, view about. Uh, you know, that is another narrative which I find very, very insidious and objectionable. What is elitism about covering parliament? Now, are you relegating parliament to an elitist institution? By that discourse, you are challenging the very functioning of modern democracy in India. Are you against modernity? Are you against, na against nation state? These are all institutions that are public institutions. There are people's institutions. Parliament is the, is the temple of democracy. How is covering parliament and it becomes an... This is typically this Harvard work versus hard work, hard work. kind of binary uh, that we have introduced that anybody who goes to Harvard is an elitist. I mean, we know for a fact that higher education is the key to social mobility. If you restrict it, if you make it into an elitist phenomena, you are depriving other, depriving large masses of people in India who are deprived of, of good education to ask for it. People who are at the bottom of the rung in India have the right to ask for education, which is qualitatively equivalent to what is being taught in Harvard. What is wrong in Harvard? What are the what are indeed the perks as people seem to think, uh, you know, other than uh, meeting a wide cross section of India's MPs, perhaps at the central hall, what can be the other perk? You know, it's part of part of our job. That is another matter. You see, central uh, hall access was banned 
ever since this government came, the central access was in, almost uh, immediately blocked for journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we are not now privy to uh, to what goes on between the opposition and and the and the government. You know, there was a time when Arun Jaitley would sit there, host tea parties for everybody. We would go, we would we would get to know about what goes what's going on behind the scenes. News is also what is what people are trying to hide is news. Uh, is when is, it's only when you have access to these informal conversations when you talk to people uh, informally that people tell you things. Not everything is recorded. Uh, people don't like to come on record sometimes. So these off-record conversations are very, very important to give a holistic perspective about various issues concerning legislation and concerning government business. It's important to be there. So that access was banned immediately. Apart from that, if you call that access uh, a privilege, then I don't know how, uh, I don't know what, what our perception of a functional democracy is. I mean, media's functioning is vital to democracy, isn't it? I mean, the more it comes out, the more we know about government functioning, the better it is for democracy. That is why we brought in the Right to Information Act. Every citizen in India has the right to ask government questions about various policies and uh, and decisions. Mm-hmm. So, and unless you you are you are saying that having subsidized tea in the canteen is is a, is a privileged perk, then <laughs> then that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punwa, briefly tell us the process of pass allocations, for instance, how is it decided that how many people f- uh, from a media media organization are allowed to cover? It uh, depends on the each newspaper is allocated a quota and it's very democratic uh, depending on numbers. I mean, if, every regional newspaper is allocated quotas for uh, their correspondents to cover because after all, there is a limited space there for people to set. So uh, from each newspaper, a certain number, number of people would be allowed. There is a media uh, committee there, uh, press advisory committee there, which uh, sort of from time to time reviews uh, uh, these passes that are issued by the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha Secretariat. These are all journalists uh, who are members of this committee who decide on the basis of, because parliament is, a, is legislature, so you should have a certain kind of experience in covering the house. Because if you report the proceedings strongly, you're also liable for contempt of the house. So, so, you so cannot there is a certain seniority expected? Seniority uh, that is involved. So pe- people who know the experience of a certain journalist who, who's applied for a Lok Sabha or Rajya Sabha pass, then they assess the experience level, the number of years that have been put in. Every time what you is it? Is it, is, it, is it an informal thing or, or is it something... Uh, no, no, it's a formal, formal structure. Now, of course, this committee has not met for several years now. You know, how many years would you have had to be yeah, a journalist? To, to qualify for this committee, I think, you know, people about a decade or so into mm-hmm. covering parliament are members of this committee. And then they decide on, based on the, it's not even how experienced you are as a professional, it's the number of things that, that you have covered in the in the. In no, the I mean, I, I, I mean, for a journalist who wishes to cover the parliament, how experienced must one be? Uh, to be granted a pass or, or, or the access to the gallery? Yeah, well, you know, you start off by getting a temporary pass. Okay. Uh, and th- then, go, you know, when you have a temporary pass, you basically sign on a register when you enter the house. When you are entering the press gallery, you sign a register. And so there is a record of how many sittings of the house you have covered. And based on that experience, that is the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on that experience, then you are slowly allocated a permanent pass which allows you to, you know, there is a sessional pass, there is a there is a permanent pass that is issued to people of a certain number of years that have been put in. 
So uh, these are all processes that uh, that qualify people into covering the house uh, because there is a certain decorum and protocol involved in covering parliament. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so all that is kept in mind. So uh, this is completely unfathomable that when you have when the house is functioning with full full strength and uh, every uh, everything has been opened up, including your malls and your theaters and your uh, and your shopping places. Why is Parliament being kept out of uh, journalists' uh, purview? I don't understand this. You know, unless you want to keep it uh, closed and you want to keep it secret, and then it all becomes part of this kind of functioning of this government where everything is just blocked. Right, uh, Purnima. In your years of of covering the Parliament, has there been a uh, sort of gradual uh, dilution of standards? Has it become harder and harder progressively for journalists to be covering parliament? Or is this a more recent phenomenon? No, no. I mean, uh, covering parliament was uh, was not uh, difficult at all. I mean, uh, we used to cover it on a routine basis. It's sort of part of routine coverage of every correspondent. I mean, mm. who's, uh, who's of a certain uh, seniority level in a newspaper or a TV organization, they would be covering parliament. Mm -hmm. uh, because when parliament is in session, nothing really happens outside. So everybody has to kind of just gather around parliament because ministers are there, uh, MPs are there, bureaucrats are mostly there. So most of the functioning of, uh, of the government uh, sort of just uh, shifts to, to parliament. So you can't mm -hmm. remain outside it and cover, uh, cover news as it were. So it was a routine uh, sort of thing every three times a, a year that you, you would be covering parliament. Now that uh, process has been disrupted uh, by COVID and uh, it has not been restored. Uh, so we saw slowly, gradually in the last four or five years, first they stopped entry to, to the central hall uh, of senior journalists. You were given, a, people of a certain seniority level were given entry to the central hall where MPs would sit and relax, etc. So that was blocked first and then COVID came and then now everything has been blocked. So this is uh, this is very serious because it it's, it interferes with the functioning of news flow. We're not going there to get uh, free tea. It's important for for covering news on a regular basis. Right. What is the official reason given by the government for uh, uh, for, for retaining the restrictions? Well, COVID restrictions. That's it. There, there, there is no reason given. Mm -hmm. So what is the what is the current level of access uh, uh, that anyone, even with a permanent parliamentary pass, have? Well, till last session, it was one correspondent for the whole of uh, the organization. For instance, the Hindu group. We have the Hindu business line and the Hindu, two newspapers. So all of us were given, there are two different newspapers with two different kind of, kinds of requirements. Like uh, we are a business paper, so we and have focus, a different yeah. kind of requirement, we have a different yeah. focus of the news. So only one person per organization was allowed. So we were trying, you know, through getting one weekly pass, you know, you go and beg someone, some bureaucrat, and you would be allowed. But generally, even with the permanent passes, it was, we were not being allowed, even for a sessional basis. So, and that is continuing in this session. Mm -hmm. Does this protest by journalists, has it found widespread support from the opposition political parties? Yeah, the opposition would support this. But uh, it depends on the on the on the government, the parliamentary presiding officers no? to allow it. Speaker and, uh, the speakers, uh, speaker and the and the chairman of the Rajya Sabha should take note of this. 
you know, we are asking the presiding officers to, to allow access. It's a very legitimate uh, demand. It's a professional demand. We are not asking for favours. What chances of this being revoked? Will the kind of pressure being exerted well, I, I now help? Certainly, I would certainly hope they would revoke it for uh, this session because this is a very, very critical uh, session. They have listed 26 new legislations, 26 new fresh laws, which includes the PFRDA bill, the bank privatization bill, the cryptocurrency bill. Data protection bill is supposed to be is coming. The select committee is supposed to uh, give its report. All these bills are critical bills for business. And uh, I, I would certainly hope that uh, they would pay attention to what we are saying mm-hmm. and allow us access. Purma, thank you very much for joining us today. And hopefully you will regain your privilege of subsidized tea inside the parliament. Please don't call soon. it privilege. It's just a, a professional requirement. <laughs> Don't fall into that binary, Vivek. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.